out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And then Herod secretly, verse 7, called the Magi and ascertained from them the time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search for the child. And when you found him, report to me that I too may come and worship him. And having heard the king, they went their way, and lo, the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over where the child was. Verse 10, And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And they came into the house and saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. And opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their own country by another way. God always makes a provision, does He not? Have you ever gotten to Christmas and not known how you were going to get Christmas? Have you had any of those years? Weren't sure where the money was going to come from for the gifts you were going to be able to, you wanted to give to your kids, at least one. I always receive calls during this time of year, and a family just the other day called, and boy, she needed, nobody's willing to help her. Nobody, nobody, nobody. And I just, I'm having a hard time with that, that nobody was willing to help her. I had a lady call this week, and she said, would you come and get me and bring me to church? I've called three churches, and nobody will do that. Will you do that? And I said, yes, ma'am, we will. And uh, she called yesterday and said, I didn't need to come get her. <laughs> Maybe next week. <laughs> but uh, I guess I called her bluff. I said, yep, we're going to come get you. And she went on to tell me about her spiritual walk, and she's a prophetess, and she jumps pews and, you know, whatever she does. I don't know. I don't know why any of that was important. She wanted to ride to church, and I said, yes, we'll come get you. But then she didn't want to come. That's okay, too. But are we satisfied with Christmas? Many songs are sung at Christmas. They're reminders about this wonderful time of the year. You know that song, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jingle bells, walking in a winter wonderland. They communicate loud and clear that Christmas time is to be a joyous, trouble-free season. I, I get frustrated with real retailers that won't say Merry Christmas. They simply say Happy Holidays. And so I stop them now and I say, you know what? I'm buying in your store because it's Christmas, not holiday." And if you can't say Merry Christmas to me right now, I'm going to put all this back and forget it. I did that the other day. It was great. And they said, and they said, well, sir, and I said, don't give me a well, sir. Well, then, okay, just for me to you, Merry Christmas. And I thought, wow, what a spirit of love that gas line is, you know. But why don't we do that, folks? Why don't we stand up and say, you want us to buy here? Then you tell me it's Merry Christmas. Amen? Come on, be a little bold in your faith. It won't hurt you. What are they going to do, knock you over? What are they going to do, tell you, you know, make you buy your stuff? <laughs> What's funny is to get up there and you, and you wait in line, wait in line, wait in line, and then if she doesn't say Merry Christmas, just leave it and walk away. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Those Walmart people, their eyes roll up in their head. Or Target, Target, they don't want Merry Christmas. They don't do Merry Christmas. Walmart finally caught on. Target's too bold. They, 
This is proud. They don't want to offend anybody. Well, you're offending me. I'm a Christian. It's Mary. And I always say, I'll say, let you finish it. Mary. I said, Mary isn't happy. Mary. <laughs> hey, I ought to sing that song. Mary, did you know? Your baby. Oh, that's okay. Here we go. All right, enough of that nonsense. My wife's rolling her eyes. Here we go. But let me tell you something about this season that uh, we, need to, we need to understand. And we need to understand how to be satisfied during the Christmas season. Some of us are so busy. You find yourself being more busy right now than, than you felt like you were two months ago. This seems like busy, 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 busy. We've got to get it done, get it done. I'm a, la- I'm a procrastinator deluxe at Christmas time. I wait till the last minute to buy gifts. Any of you in that boat? I'm out on Christmas Eve wondering why aren't they still open and why aren't these gifts here and why aren't they? <laughs> That's me. I'm, I'm, I'm in there. I'm, I'm like a house of fire. <laughs> My wife says, well, that's a lot of thought you gave to that gift. Hey, you got something hush. Okay, here we go. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you too. <laughs> but disillusionment comes oftentimes during Christmas. We get so hyped up and the expectations about Christmas are supposed to be different than perhaps what they are. We get disappointed. Not because we didn't get the gift we wanted, but we just get disappointed in how people are. You find the best and worst of people at this time of year. Have you tried to get to the mall lately? Do they let you in as you're trying to scoot into the line? They've got the line, it's backed up, and and you've got your left blinker on, and you want to get over in to get into the mall. Don't they just stop and let you scoot in? No, they itch up so they keep you away from getting in. Don't you come in there or whatever. No. When you're standing in line and you've got a little child and your little child is and everybody wants to backslap that little child because there's it's on the nerve, everybody's nerves, including yours. Doesn't that person in front of you say, "Hey, you need to get on out of here"? So, hey, take my spot. Don't they do that? You've experienced what I've experienced. I love the commercial. Have you seen the Walmart commercial? It's a lie. I should, we should sue them for false advertising. It shows the checkout stand. Every register has somebody. Have you seen that? And they're playing lights. You know, the lights are blinking off and on to a Christmas song. It says, we're waiting for you. They're lying! You get there and there's 30 registers. Only two are open. 85 people backed up. Having a holly jolly Christmas But what can we do to avoid disillusionment at Christmas? How can we improve our level of joy at Christmas? The answer truly is found within this story, in the story of these magi. These wise men from the east, most likely from Persia, saw a star in the heavens, indicated that there was to be born a new king in Israel. They wanted to honor that king with gifts, so they set out on their journey, followed the star to find the newborn king. And from the attitudes of these wise men... And the events that surrounded their journey, we can see how to raise our level of joy at Christmas. Three lessons I hope you'll learn from this text this morning. Number one, your level of joy at Christmas is directly related to what it is you seek. Your level of joy at Christmas is directly related to what it is that you seek. Ask the question, 
What is it that I want to get out of Christmas? What is it that would make your Christmas wonderful and satisfying? Would it be snow? We have a young person in our church here that has never seen falling snow. Wouldn't that be fun for them to be able to see falling snow? Now, usually in Oklahoma, when you see falling snow, there's four inches of ice under it. I got you. I don't want that either. I want that Colorado kind of snow. It just falls. You, you have, when you throw a snowball in Colorado, you have to have a spray bottle of water with you. You pile up a bunch and you spray water on it and then you pack it real fast because it's so dry. It's a powder snow. You can throw those snowballs and they just feel like a marshmallow. You know? That's all there is. And it usually doesn't stick on the streets unless it's a blizzard. It's just beautiful snow to watch it fall. We should have it. Oh, yeah. We should have a fire going. We should have marshmallows. Oh, this is wonderful. But what is it that we seek? Do we seek all the family together, all the family happy, a feeling you define as the holiday spirit, finding the right present to give, getting the present that you are hoping for? Do you know the problem with all of these questions I've just asked? They leave us disappointed. They leave us disappointed. Have you ever had that kind of experience when you were disappointed by Christmas because it did not deliver what you thought it would. Our boys are older now. Christmas, however, is still a fun time for us. Their gifts are much more expensive. Their gift may not be plural. And that's okay, because I love to watch them around Christmas because the tree has to come out, it has to go up, it has to do all of that. They have to do it. They have to decorate it. They have to just do it. And it's fun. I mean, Sunday night, Thanksgiving night, it's going up. That's just our tradition at our family. And here it goes. And that's okay. But have you ever been disappointed? The problem is really not Christmas. It's an expectation that we're having. We're looking for the wrong thing. The Magi in Matthew 2 show us how to increase our level of joy at Christmas. Look at verse 2. It tells us that they came to Jerusalem and said, and here's what they said, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. You see, they were looking for Jesus to this very day. My children cannot open their presents on Christmas Day until we have read the Christmas story. And what's fun is that they'll come drag Cindy and me out of bed. These guys are almost, they're in their 20s, except Mark, and he's close enough. He's leaning that way. They come drag us out of bed. They've got the Bible open. They've got my coffee ready. Because, and they sit there on the floor like a bunch of five-year-olds waiting for Dad to read the story so that we can get... Oh, that's fun, isn't it? I love... Traditions are wonderful. But you see, they are anticipating opening presents 
when we ought to be looking for Jesus. But we've tried to instill in them that the most important part of today, of that day, is Jesus. And these magi were looking for Him. Christmas for them was an opportunity to worship Jesus. That's why we need to be looking for Him. And that's what we need to be looking for and expecting this Christmas and an experience of worship, a fresh glimpse of Him who was born King of the Jews. If our goal this Christmas is to worship Jesus, I doubt very seriously we will be dissatisfied with our experience. Second lesson I want you to learn is that your level of joy at Christmas is directly related to where you look. Again, we learned from the Magi that there were wrong and right places to look for Christmas. They started by looking in the wrong place. They looked where their own human reasoning said they should look. The appearance of that star in the east indicated the birth of a new king in Israel. The Magi went where kings should be born. They went to the palace of Herod the Great in the capital city of Jerusalem. But it was a mistake. When Herod heard of the birth of a new king, his jealousy was aroused and he determined to seek him out and to destroy that new king. We too are tempted to look for joy at Christmas, sometimes in the wrong places. We think that by getting or giving the right gift, we will be satisfied. We imagine that being with family will be joyful. All these can easily disappoint us. You may not be able to afford the right gift for a loved one. Family members may be missing from your holiday celebration. If you are looking to these things for joy, you may be left with a feeling of disillusionment because you see life creates change. And oftentimes it's not going to be the same way it's always been. Cindy and I are experiencing that now in our lives as our children are, are getting older and they're marrying and they have their own families. And that's hard. That's hard to take, isn't it? It is. The Magi looked in the right place. They looked at God. The trip to Jerusalem was not a total loss. And while they discovered where they should have looked in the first place, the Scripture, the scribes in Jerusalem said that according to the prophet Micah, the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem. And with this new information, they looked against the star and followed it to Bethlehem until it stood over the house where the child, Jesus, the King, was to be born. Third lesson I want you to learn is that your level of joy at Christmas is directly related to what you give. The Magi came to Jesus' house bearing gifts, and those gifts gave that they gave were entirely appropriate. They gave gold. Gold was a gift for a king. By giving it, they acknowledged that Jesus was and is the King of kings and Lord of lords. They also gave frankincense. Frankincense was a gift for a priest. It was incense used by priests in the temple worship. And by giving it, they acknowledged that Jesus was the great high priest, the one who would bring us to God, the one who would save them. They also gave a third gift, and that gift of myrrh. Myrrh was a gift for the dead. It was a fragrant ointment used to anoint a body before burial. By giving it, they acknowledged that Jesus had come to die for the sins of the world. Aren't they incredible gifts? Gold for a king, frankincense for a priest, myrrh for the dead. Because truly our 
Savior came and was born. Truly our Savior interceded and became the high priest for us. The Bible says in Hebrews 4 that we can approach the throne of grace with confidence because of Jesus' sacrifice at Calvary for us. And then myrrh representing that death. The aloes around his death. And his death is important because had he not died, he could not have resurrected. But the greatest part of that story is that he rose again. Amen? And because he rose again, you and I have hope. And we have it for eternity. And we ought to give appropriate gifts this Christmas as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about material gifts. I'm talking about more important things. We ought to give the gift of our love and kindness to our friends and family. We ought to give the gift of our help to those who are hurting as the worship team comes to help me close. We ought to give the gift of forgiveness to those who have hurt us. Giving these kinds of gifts result in a joyous and a meaningful Christmas. So I want to ask you a few questions. And as I ask these questions, would you bow your head? And open your heart to God. What are you giving for Christmas this year? Why not consider giving yourself? Maybe giving your time to your family. Maybe giving your compassion to the hurting. Maybe giving your forgiveness to the isolated. And giving your heart to Jesus. I promise you when you look for the right thing, look in the right places, and give the right gift, you find true joy at Christmas. Cindy told me about a bell ringer outside, I believe it was Walmart, Target, I think it was Walmart. And as she walked up on the lady, the bell ringer, she noticed that she was somewhat disfigured. She wasn't a very attractive person to look at. Her eyes weren't properly seated in the sockets, and she just she just didn't look very nice. And so, as she dropped some money in the bucket and went on in, and as she came out, she said she walked by the lady in the bucket, and the lady was singing a Christmas carol. she said it was the most beautiful sound and voice that she had ever heard on that song. And what I'm grateful for is that God doesn't look at the outside. God looks at the inside. And He can do so much with what the world considers so little. And the Lord today Lord, today, would you help us to seek satisfaction at Christmas in the right ways? Would we seek satisfaction with the right thing and in the right place and with the right gift? And Lord, will we remember that the greatest gift ever given at Christmas time the birth of your son Jesus Christ who showed us how to live showed us how to die
showed us how to live again. And through His example, we have hope. Father, if there's somebody here today that just doesn't find satisfaction in their life, would you move and touch them in a way to help them understand how real you are, how precious you are, and how you stand ready, arms open, hands extended, to minister into their hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Time of invitation. If you have a decision, would you make it? We stand and sing together.